It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Then you got the first basemen that went to free agency. The ones who got there and went to the highest bidder. And three of the four guys I'm about to mention left their team. And I say that because and every circumstance is different. We can go through all of them. But when you get to free agency, it only takes one. And that's the risk you have about free agency. So the most recent one is Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman signed a six-year, $162 million contract with the LA Dodgers, coming off a championship with Atlanta. But he was a little bit older than Pete. That's the other thing to keep in mind. If Pete waits the year, we're now talking about someone who's 30 years old upon free agency. Freddie was 32 years old upon getting to free agency. And those years matter. Let's not sniff at two years. Two years a lot. It's like the difference in a contract, too. Freddie got six years, 162. That's $27 million per year. So higher per year than what Goldschmidt signed for, than what Olsen signed for, and even what Joey Votto signed for. Freddie Freeman, tremendous, tremendous player. It seemed like the Braves had a level of interest, but they were content in letting him walk. The other guy is Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols signed a 10-year, $240 million contract at age 32 years old to leave the St. Louis Cardinals and sign with the Angels of Anaheim. And again, not a contract that you look back too fondly on because Albert Pujols, as great of a player as he was, he's one of the greatest right-hand hitters I've ever seen, started to decline. And you could even see his decline in the year prior to free agency. Like he had a good year in 2011 that last year with St. Louis, but it wasn't the same. It was the first year he got under 300. It was the first year where his OPS was under 1,000, essentially. It was basically over 1,000 every single year. It was still a very good year, but you could see the decline. What's funny, though, about Albert is that even though when you look at his angel numbers, they're not particularly great, they're not particularly dominant, what Albert Pujols mostly did to the very, very end he went out and he played a lot. He didn't miss that many games. 2013, his second year there, he missed a bunch of games. But his first year there, he played 154 games. Year three of that deal, played 159 games. Next year, 157, 152, 149. By that point, he's 38 years old. That was one of those contracts. You give a 10-year deal to a guy who's 32. Don't you kind of know what you're doing here? Don't you kind of know where that's going? And it was tough because if you're a Cardinal fan at that time, you're thinking to yourself, that's a guy who has to be a forever Cardinal. The way we think about maybe Pete Alonso or Jacob DeGrom, you know, risk be damned. How can you let Albert Pujols play for another team? 
Cardinals did. They made the right decision. The other one is Chris Davis. And Chris Davis is obviously referred to as maybe one of the worst contracts ever handed out to anybody. Chris Davis was a Boris guy, so keep that in mind. Somehow he was able to pull it off. He was a free agent, even though he remained with the Baltimore Orioles. He actually was a free agent. And it was right after the 2000 and I think it was 15 season. He got to free agency and the Orioles gave him a seven-year, $161 million deal. So pretty similar, pretty on par with like the Olsen deal, if you look at it. A little bit on par with the Freddie Freeman deal, $23 million a year. And Chris Davis lost it. And... I think that with Davis, for anyone who wants to bring up Pete Alonzo as a comp to Chris Davis in terms of falling off the rooftop, I would merely ask, why would you think that? Like, here's the thing about Chris Davis. Chris Davis was a big prospect. He did not pan out in Texas, bounces to Baltimore, and at age 26 years old, puts it all together. And he had one, two, like three really good seasons. And that's it. Now, I didn't think at the time Chris Davis was just going to completely fall apart despite being a high strikeout, low batting average guy, though he did have some pretty good batting average years with Baltimore. I don't think there were any signs that he was going to completely fall off. But Chris Davis had you know, some warning signs to look at. The fact that the early part of his career he hadn't put it all together. I would not be afraid of Pete Alonso turning into Chris Davis because I don't have any evidence of it. We could sit and look at all these guys and you try to predict the future, Ryan Howard. You try to predict what the hell happened to Ryan Howard. There's no evidence that that's going to happen to Pete Alonzo. And any evidence you try to come up with is just based on what? His body? Like, what about his body would tell you he's going to break down? Doesn't mean it can't, just means there's no evidence to support that. And the last one I looked at was Prince Fielder. Speaking of guys that sort of broke down, Prince Fielder signed a nine-year, $214 million deal with the Detroit Tigers. And I got to give the Detroit Tigers credit. He signs that deal in the first year of his contract with the Detroit Tigers. I just got to read you these numbers because I think we sort of forget that Prince was... There's almost this assumption Prince Fielder was a disaster. Like he signs the deal and he sucks. Year one of that deal, he plays 162 games. Hits 313, 30 home runs, 108 RBIs, a 940 OPS. Ninth in the MVP voting. In the second year of his contract with Detroit, plays 162 games. Hits 279, 25 home runs, 106 RBIs, 819 OPS. Good year. Not as great as the first year. Good year. The Tigers then decide we're going to trade him for Ian Kinsler. It was the smartest move the Tigers ever made because then he goes to Texas and that's when Prince was done. He could not physically stay healthy, played 40 games in 2014, actually bounced back and had a really good season in 2015, hit 305, 841 OPS, and then 2016, he got hurt and he was done. And that was it. And Prince Fielder's career ended prematurely because he only played five seasons of that nine-year contract. We could sit here today and look at his body type and say, well, it wasn't tall. He was very wide. He was a vegetarian. 
We knew that was going to happen. Did we really know? And my point to this is you don't know. You don't know with anybody. Like anybody who gets a long-term contract, whether it's Pete Alonso or it's Brandon Nimmo or it's Francisco Lindor or it's Prince Fielder or it's Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton, unless a guy has a history before that of not staying healthy, you don't know. So don't make an assumption that the guy's going to crumble and fall apart. Here's what I know about Pete Alonso. Here's what I know. He plays. If he falls apart and can't stay healthy over the course of whatever contract he ends up with, isn't there a party that shrugs your shoulders and says, who the hell knew that was going to happen? Because I don't have that evidence. He missed one game in 2019. He missed three games in 2020. He missed eight games or 10 games in 2021, two games in 2022. And this past year, a year in which he spent time on the IL, he missed eight games. When you are single digits in terms of missing games every year, I feel good about it, your health. So based on all those contracts we pointed out, free agency is a wild card because it involves A, what kind of year he's going to have in 2024, and then B, what team is going to offer stupid money. Based on extensions, based on free agency of other guys, and based on how good I think Pete is, here's the contract I would offer. Again, Pete would be 29 years old if this contract extension kicks in this upcoming season. Okay? I would start off by saying I would try, I'd give him a seven year contract. Let's start with the number seven. Okay? So that's 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35 years old. More than reasonable to have a guy locked up until he's 35 years old. When you look at some of these other guys, they're locked up to a later age than that. Paul Goldschmidt is locked up until he's 37, if I'm not mistaken. Matt Olson is locked up till he's 36, 37. So you're, you're kind of in line with that on a seven-year deal. And I think seven of your Pete definitely gives you comfort. So do you think seven right off the top is a fair number for both sides? Because I'm even willing to go further on it to bring his AAV down, kind of like they did with Brandon Nimmo. So I'd even go a little bit further. But I would try seven years to start. Seven's a good start, but I, I have no problem getting close to double digits because I think you lock them up and say you're meant for life. So you what? You go nine years? You go 10 years? You, did you say you I, go 10 years? I would go close to double digits. I'd, I'd start probably go to, I would probably start with eight, maybe nine to start. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I look, I think the trade-off is it's kind of like the Nimmo deal. Brandon Nimmo signed an eight-year contract. Let's keep that in mind. Now, he got to free agency, so that is one thing that's a little bit different. We're talking about an extension of buyout a year. Brandon Nimmo signed an eight-year deal in free agency and was 30, okay? He was 30 for opening day of 2023, so a year older or the same age if Pete waits to free agency. And they had no problem giving him an eight-year deal. And Brandon Nimmo, keep this in mind, has a worse health record than Pete Alonso, 
worse. Now, to his credit, Brandon came out basically played every game this season. But prior to that, 2022 was his only healthy season. He missed 80 games in 2021. 2020, you kind of throw out, but he was relatively healthy. In 2019, he missed 95 games. In 2018, he missed about 20 games. In 2017, he missed a bunch of games. So you're talking about a guy who's got a much better track record and plays a position at first base in Pete that has less wear and tear on you, and they were willing to go to an eight-year deal. So based on that, and the reason they did it was to bring his AAV down. Nim only makes $20 million a year. So here's what I'd say to Pete. I'd say, look, six-year contract. I'll move it down to six because I'm going to give him big money. I'm going to give you $30 million a year, which will make you the highest paid first baseman in the history of baseball. And if you look at who makes more than $30 million a year, I'll give you the list right now, Pete, if you're listening. Here are the guys. Here's the top salary makers in Major League Baseball. And you'll hear the guys that we're going to throw out. Max Scherzer, throw him out. Justin Verlander, throw him out. Jacob DeGrom, throw him out. By the way, how about that? Those are the three highest paid players in baseball. Aaron Judge, we love you, bro. You're not Aaron Judge. Anthony Rendon, what a horrible contract that is. Mike Trout, $37 million. Garrett Cole, $36 million. In fact, I got to skip all these pitchers because they're, they're meaningless in this discussion. There's a lot of pitchers. That's a different podcast, by the way, for all these overpriced pitchers. Nolan Arenado, 35. Corey Seager, 35. Francisco Lindor, 34. Uh, Carlos Correa, 33. Giancarlo, 32. Alex Bregman, 30. Mookie Betts, 30. That's it. That's the list. Everybody else is in that 29 range and below. Devers, 29. Altuve, 29. Chris Bryant, 28. Bryce Harper, 27. Trey Turner, 27. Freddie Freeman, 20. So I'm giving you 30. $30 $30 million a year, six years, 180. I start with that. Now, if he wants years, here's what I'll tell you. Okay. You want years? You want an eight-year deal? Okay. Then I'm going to give you $26 million a year. So I'm going to give you eight years, 208. Is that is that what I came up with? Yeah. So I'll give you more years, but I'm bringing down the salary to $26 million a year, which, by the way, is right on line with those other first basements. Matt Olson makes, well, Matt, Matt's too low. Goldschmidt's at 26. Freddie Freeman's at 27. So I would offer 6180. I'd offer 8208. And by the way, with the comps that we have out there with the other first basemen, Knowing it's also a couple of years later, which we have to factor in, knowing how reliably consistent he's been as a slugger, I think those numbers are not only online with the other first basemen, I think that's an offer that's pretty damn good. And I think that Scott Boris would have to consider it. And to my fellow Met fans who are listening, even those that want to bring up Pete Alonso's war, and there's a reason I didn't bring up his war, I think war has been unfair to him. We watch them every single day. I don't think it's a fair number because you bring up these wars and yeah, he looks like he looks like an average player. And I don't think there's anybody that's watched him defensively improve over the last few years or his consistency that actually thinks he's that kind of player. And that's why I don't bring it up. 
Now, you want to say it's me being unfair? It's me picking and choosing? No, I, I think, Pete, you and I have been very consistent about this, that it is defied logic what Pete Alonzo's war has looked like over the last three years. It hasn't been fair to him. So 6180-8208 are my two big offers for Pete to get an extension done based on the comps. So we're not that far off. I would I love the 6180. I would I would stick with that. But what I would do is and I, I, I would keep those years the way they are, 30 per year for the first six years, but tack on fifty million for three more years at the end. So nine for two thirty. Nine for two thirty. But the last three years you're only paying the A it's about fifteen mil per year. So you're overpaying the first six and the last three where you're like, all right, well, what are we going to get out of Pete? He's a he's a Met for life, but is he really going to be getting that much in on the free market anyway? Those By the way, my, my understanding of that AAV and the way luxury taxes are calculated is that even if you backload a deal or front-load a deal, however you want to load it, it always comes down to their average annual salary. So even if you want to backload it a certain way, or front loaded a certain way, it's always going to come down to that average. So that contract you just pointed out brings down his AAV to $25 million, which again is right in line here. If you're just looking at what a guy made per year, number one is Freeman at 27. Number two is Goldschmidt at 26. Joey Votto at 25. Pujols at 24. Davis and Fielder were at 23. Matt Olson is at 21, which is just, I mean, it annoys me. It annoys me to no end that number. So if you keep it in the 20s, which you can, and I certainly did on the eight-year offer, you're giving him a lot of money, but from a reasonable standpoint, you're still keeping him as around the 17th highest paid player in all of baseball. Because right now, and I think this includes Miguel Cabrera, so that'll go away, you're talking about 16 players in Major League Baseball that make $30 million a year or more. 16. And they got a bunch of guys right below that threshold. Right below it. What I am curious about with the Mets right now is are they willing to make that offer? Like, do they go to the table right now with Scott Boris and say, we're going to give you that kind of offer? Or do they just sit back and say, you know what? We've waited this long. We got a new president in David Stearns. Let's just let this get to free agency and figure it out then. The risk of free agency, like I said, and it happened with Pujols. It happened with Fielder. To a different degree, it happened with Freeman. You invite everybody to get in on this. And now all you need is that one big offer. And he's gone. And I'll tell you this right now. As much as we all trust Steve Cohen's financial might, I think if he gets to free agency, I think it's likelier than not that he's gone. And that's a scary proposition. Now, even with me saying that, I still don't want to trade him because I think once you trade him, it's a fantasy to think you're then going to sign him a year later. I think that's fantasy. That does not happen. That's a very rare thing to have happen. I know we saw it with the Yankees and Aroldis Chapman. It's a very different situation, and it's it's not happening again. Like Once you make that decision, he's gone. So I'd rather hold on to him, even if it means my chances of keeping him have dropped below 50%. But I would warn David Stearns this. We just gave you these figures. If in David Stearns' mind, he says, I don't value him at more than $21 million a year. 
I don't value him at more than seven years. Like the most I'm willing to go with Pete Alonso is six years, 132. If that's what he's thinking, then as much as I hate the idea of trading him, then you have to trade him because he's gone. Like if you already know you are valuing him in a way that you're not going to pay him more than a buck 30 over six years, then the script's been written. He's not going to be a Met. But that's how I value him. I, I would be willing at this point to say, I'll go give you six years, 180. Let's get this thing done right now. $30 million a year. You want to join that club? Done. Six years, 180. Let's go to war. Let's go to town. Let's end this distraction. Because that would also be nice to just end this distraction and end this offseason. If David Stearns could come out right after the World Series and say, hey, before we announce a new manager, breaking news, Pete's done. I think that would be the best way to start this offseason, wouldn't it? Uh, that being incredible, but for some reason, I just don't see that happening, unfortunately. And that's not being a pessimist. That's just being a realist right here. It feels like this is going to go deep into the beginning of the regular season. That's how I feel. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Any thoughts on these contracts? Obviously, send us an email. We'll read a few on the next edition of the Rico, the Rico B at gmail.com. The Rico B at gmail.com. I mentioned this at the top of the pod. I tweeted about this a few days ago. We will have an extensive discussion on the next edition of Rico Bronia about a new and improved playoff format. I have an idea. Pete has an idea. And we have seen many of your ideas. We'll pick some of the best. And we will certainly discuss it on a hot debate known as the new playoff format that it will probably never happen because we're stuck with this one. So we look forward to that on Rico Bronia. Check out Pete with Sal and BT during the week. Me and Tiki, 2 o'clock on the fan. Thanks for downloading and listening to Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronia podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. 